Today's NBA edition of the Grind Hours podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, use my code to get in the building. I just used this last weekend to buy Yankees-Mets tickets for July. I'm going uh, first weekend in July to a Subway Series game. So use my code to get in the building. Music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, things are opening back up. Same goes to you. Go on the SeatGeek app or SeatGeek.com. Enter code GRINDHOUR at checkout at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Again, code GRINDHOUR and get $20 off your first purchase. Use it. The world is opening up again. Use the code. Additionally, right before we get into the podcast, this podcast was supposed to go up on its regularly scheduled timing at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Some monitor issues delayed the recording of this podcast, so it's going up uh, at some point in the mid to late afternoon on Tuesday. Don't worry, regularly scheduled programming will return back in your subscription boxes wherever you get your podcasts at 9 on Thursday, so that that will be resolved. And last thing, just huge shout out to friend of the show uh, and a member of the Play-By-Play family, Dayton Brown. Over the weekend, he welcomed his daughter Ferris into the world, so uh, big just shout out to him. Hope the, the baby is happy and healthy and you and yours are happy and healthy it that's just it's awesome um and uh yeah on that note sit back relax grab a beer if you have it uh and enjoy this should be played at high volume you're listening i'm not awesome to the grind hours podcast you can either have the money and a hammer or you can walk out of here you can't have both On the line is one of my old WBCR partners, uh, actually host or co-host of a new podcast on the block. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Nicholas Williams, Nick, it's it's been a while. I did tell you that when the playoffs came that you would be on this show, and I think it's a good spot to put you on um your Mavs unfortunately are out, out of the playoffs but um you get to come in hot about my nets because from what we were texting about yesterday just from the little bit that we were texting yesterday to get ready for the show and it was supposed to happen last night I, I went up the top about the technical difficulties monitor troubles it's whatever we, we got it fixed um how do you feel about this series in general and the Nets chances as a whole in the East? This honestly was the best basketball game I've ever seen the Nets play this season. From offense and defense, both sides of the floor, by far the best game I've ever seen them play together as a unit. And I like the Nets' chances a lot. Obviously, there's still these Hawks series, and you still got to get through this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the Nets' chances a lot to come out of the East. 
I did have the Bucks <laughs> in six games this series. It's not looking good for me there, but it, this it's not looking good for the Bucks. Um, they what was weird was they they started Brooke and PJ Tucker together, right? And I was okay. You have the right idea, but you're not there yet. Um, I honestly believe Brooke Lopez shouldn't be played this series. It, it's looking evident from the games there. He shouldn't be played. They are basically attacking him off of ball screens. Katie and Kyrie are having mid-range layup lines, just having to fest <laughs> with that. So, No, but I, he can. I, I, think, I, I think Brooke can play in this series. He can't play. When he gets switched on okay. to Katie and Kyrie, you're right. He's at a disadvantage. There, there might as well just be a practice dummy in the middle of the court. But he can guard other guys on, on the floor. I think he can guard a guy like Bruce Brown, a guy on certain possessions like Blake Griffin. I think in certain situations, he could switch on a KD in the post and hold his own. But I agree with you. He shouldn't be played as much as he's been playing. If you start P.J. Tucker at the five, though, you're going to get massacred because Giannis at the five. You're not going to – or Giannis – whoever you want to put at the the five, whether it's Giannis or P.J. Tucker, you're at a disadvantage because the length that they do – that the Nets have is tremendous. And I'm glad that you brought up the defense because this is something that I've been a very harsh critic on all year. I have said in critical situations – there are guys who can step up and play defense, in particular, KD and Kyrie. When it matters, we've seen it happen before. I mean, KD was guarding LeBron in the finals and holding his own and stopping LeBron on certain possessions. He can do it. Kyrie, the same thing. He held Steph Curry down in a couple of finals. The rest of the team, this team is by no means a good defensive team, but there are guys who can have defensive spurts throughout the game. Blake can still do it. Joe Harris can do it. We've seen Mike James can do it at certain points. And this is all happening with James Harden playing 45 seconds in the entire series up to this point. This is the reason why it's 2-0, I think, is because of Blake and Mike James. They're the two biggest stars of this series to me. We because we know Kyrie and KD will get their own. We know they'll go off for 40 or 30 or whatever and just be an automatic machine. What we didn't see was the resurgence of Blake Griffin and Mike James, who's come out of nowhere. He was on a 10-day contract and he's become one of the most important players on this team. What's interesting to me as well is it's guys that we've picked up that weren't on this team, that weren't in the core already. It's not TLC. It's not Joe Harris. It's not, um, you know, uh, I'm, why am I blanking on the last guys on the bench? But it's not any of the guys that have been in this core building. It's the outsiders, so to speak, the guys that we've brought in. Blake, I'm also kind of not surprised that this is happening, though, because this is his perhaps last chance at a ring. He doesn't have that much mileage left. 
Um, and you see that you see that with guys all the time. You saw that with Ray Allen with the Heat. You've seen it with Sean Livingston with the Warriors in years past. And you can go on deeper and deeper. That happens. Um, what to you is the biggest storyline going into game three? Is Harden going to be back? Um, well, yeah, excluding the Harden's Harden back, that's another. Well, for the Bucks, it has to be all right. What adjustments do you make? Is Brooke Lopez starting? Are you starting Giannis at the five? Are you going switch heavy? Um, for the Nets team, you kind of have to just go switch everything on ball screens because. You play any type of way, and Katie and Kyrie's just going to get in the lane and destroy you. So they got to figure out the defensive schemes. On offense, they need to figure out, like, what are they going to do? They got away from being a rim threat. They're not really a rim threat this series, which is who the Bucks are. Mm-hmm. When I see Giannis settling for mid-range dumpers and just coming up the court and shooting that horrible-looking three-point shot. With 18 on the clock. Are, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we get the ball, we and we're getting a, we're getting our offense going. Drew Holiday settling for shots. Chris Middleton started out cold and got hot. The the Bucks big three has to get it going early. Giannis can't settle for threes. He had what nineteen and like ten. Mm-hmm. He can get he can get thirty points. He can get forty points on this Nets defense. Blake Griffin is actually doing a good job on him, but I feel Giannis can is better. He's better than that. He can take Blake to the rim and just make him pay. Even so we got a scenery. Even if even if Giannis gets forty, and for the rest of the series, however long it goes, even if he does average forty. It's not going to matter if Chris Middleton has been playing like he's playing the past two games. It's not going to matter if Drew Holiday it doesn't show up. These are Drew Holiday really hasn't played that much meaningful basketball in his career. This is his first real test on the big stage. He's been a tremendous regular season player, one of the most underrated players in the league, but he hasn't been able to have the exposure to the moment and Middleton we've seen this story before he he chokes historically in the moment same thing with Giannis as well you were on the show that I said you know Giannis has to take that next step he has to get to the finals I don't think his team's going to be good enough and we're we're seeing it right now that PJ Tucker sign or trade Everybody thought, oh, this is the big move that's going to get them to the next level. So far. That was the move where they were giving awards. Right. The Bucks, yep, the Bucks made that move to help for their defense. They, they have to go more towards switching. I mean, it, it's it's not looking pretty for the, uh, for the Bucks defensively. And this is supposed to be one of the top defensive teams. And the Nets are just making them look like, Middle school on defense. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, when you have Katie Kyrie. No, it does happen, though, because, and I, I, I've brought this up in the past, I don't want to sound like a broken record, with prolific offenses, it usually happens once a series. It happened in the Boston series in game two. 
It happened in this series last night in game two. If the Nets win this series and go to the Eastern Conference Finals, whether they play Atlanta or Philly, it's going to happen in one of those games. And the same thing if they get to the finals. There's going to be a night, whether Harden plays or not, where Katie and Kyrie are both in sync. And when that happens, you might as well just pack up your equipment and go home because there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Another thing, they're doing this without Harden. I mean, if they're doing this without Harden and like Jeff Green. In the yeah. regular season, they didn't have Harden as well. And the ball. And that's where you saw Giannis attacking more, getting that 40 points. Drew Holiday was also there. Chris Middleton was also playing really good. So the Bucks' offense needs every the big three to step up. This is not what we're seeing now. Drew Holiday can't settle for three-pointers. He has to be getting in the lane, creating plays. Chris Middleton can't be choking now. Like he's been per he's been great in the Heat series, but he's resulting to the Chris Middleton I know. So he has to turn that around. Really quickly before we get to break, um, you, I, I'm really happy that you mentioned that too with the Bucks in the regular season taking it to the Nets. The Nets with KD and Kyrie in the regular season were like seven and fifteen when Harden was on wasn't on the floor with them, <clears throat> or just those two playing together they were i think they were seven and 15 or something of that stat line that's not what's going on in the playoffs and it seems kind of childish that we have to go through this again because we go through this with lebron seemingly every year is they don't care about the regular season and they know when to turn it on in the postseason because they've they have a ring on their finger they know what it takes this bucks team doesn't know what it takes. And that random Thursday in the middle of, uh, of April, when, <laughs> when the Nets are settling uh, and resting and getting ready for the, the postseason, the Bucks are taking it like it's game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. It, it's just a difference in mentality. And if the Bucks don't counter, going down 3-0 and losing home court, it might be, it might be a wrap. It might be a gentleman's sweep, and it's out in five, and the Nets are going on to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I, I give to this Nets team? This is basically the first season of Harden, KD, and Kyrie. They play like they've been together for like years and years. This Bucks team has been together for years, <laughs> and in this series, who do you think has more? Experience? Uh, I mean, so far in the series, who do you think has more experience? The Nets. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. But, but, it, 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 that that tells you everything. They have Drew Holiday. That tells you everything you need to know about the Bucks. That's it. I'm sorry. That that. I, I hope they can turn around. I they have to. Oh, listen. Like, I this, this next series... game three is crucial. I think they're going to win it. I think even though the Nets, I've learned, I think, from game three in Boston, 
I still think the the Bucks are going to win Game Three, and this is going to be a series. I think it's Nets and six. Still hold on faith in Bucks and six. But All right, keep it at we'll, that. We'll, I'll keep you responsible for that. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. Transitioning to the Western Conference for a little bit. Um, the big question that I have for you is, I personally believe whoever comes out of the Phoenix Denver series is going to the Western or is going to be the Western Conference representative in the finals. I think this is the Western Conference finals. We've seen that in years past, most recently with uh, Houston and Golden State, where everybody thought. You know, whoever comes out of that next matchup, it's not going to matter. I, I, I think that is the case with this series. Utah's a good team. Clippers, meh, I don't know. I, I, th- I thought they were down for the count when they wow. went down wow. 2-0 to your Mavs. Um, I, I'm not, I, I've sold all my Clipper stock, and it's been sold since the bubble. I, I don't believe in that team whatsoever. I really like... Denver, and I really like what Phoenix showed. Do you think the way that I do that the winner of Phoenix Denver is going to the finals? Uh, honestly, um, we're to we leave for the Utah Clippers series. Whoever wins that series is going to go to the finals. Wow, I have a lot of faith in utah and i actually have a lot of faith in this clippers team they made the necessary adjustments against my mavericks um and there's a whole storyline of that that i don't want to even get into with my maps but i think the clippers team are, are much more equipped this all this comes down to if if they keep up that three-point shooting that they've been so great at this entire season utah is also another great three-point shooting team they play together they play ball movement and everything that's going to be an interesting series with the Clippers in Utah and I like the Phoenix Suns coming out of this uh Suns and Nuggets series it's just the Nuggets have to rely more on their role play here other than just Jokic and I I don't know if it's going to be too I don't know if it's going to be much to to take down the Suns here so I'm not really sure if I'm not even certain if this Suns Nuggets team will go to the finals I think that relies more on the Utah Clippers series. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's a complete 180. Uh, and I, honestly, I wasn't expecting that because just because. I like again, the Suns, though. I, I like the Suns, though. We could see, you bring up a good point. We could see something that was really similar to the Lakers series after AD went down, where it's just LeBron and a cast of characters. This Phoenix team seems to know what to do defensively when it's just one guy and a bunch of other dudes instead of two guys that can kill you. 
on offense. Uh, hmm. I don't know if this is a series where Jamal Murray's like needed me. Yeah, I agree. Um, going back east really quick to end the pod. What do you take away from Philly game one? We're recording this on Tuesday, so it's before Philly game two. What do you take away from the Hawks stealing game one? Because they did the same thing in the next series. I mean, it basically, it honestly basically looked like part two of Trey Young versus the Knicks, if we're being honest, the Hawks versus the Knicks. It, it looked like part two of that. Um, to, to like counter or like young, beyond him. And I feel like the Sixers adjusted really late in that. Um, also the health, the health of Joel Embiid is going to be a a must. He's going to have to be able to play throughout the whole series. And he's really needed for this team. So it all comes down to if they can, pressure Trey Young because he's been getting everything he wanted from the Knicks series and even game one of this 76ers series. It all comes down to shutting down Trey Young. And when you look at it, the Hawks offense really isn't, really isn't, um, Hawks offense really isn't like, like um, two out there. It's just simple offense, simple pick and roll. It's really simple. It's, you know, get, if Trey sees something he likes, he'll attack it. If not, it's simple swing around, screen and roll, and, you know, get layups. That's basically the entire NBA as well. I'm shocked, he's a, he's a complete I'm shocked that you didn't bring up more the health of Embiid because I think this goes seven if Embiid can't play. He played. If, if he's out or limited, I think this goes seven. If not, I think this is – if Embiid's fully healthy, I, I think the Sixers are just flat out a better team. And they will win this series may, maybe five, maybe six. But if Embiid's questionable or doesn't play at all, I think this goes seven and it's a toss-up because – the only reason why I'm hesitant to say, oh, if Embiid doesn't play, then the Hawks easily win this series, is we see what happens when a team solely relies on a guy who can hit three-pointers. You need the other guys around you to always be on. It worked with Golden State because you have you had Clay and you had Draymond, and then they added KD. So they they could absorb if Curry had a bad game. I don't know if the Hawks can absorb Trey Young not being Trey Young for an extended period of time. Well, of um, Lou Will, who could come off the bench, and also Bogdan, who can also take some of the playmaking role. It's not the same as Trey Young, but it's if the 76ers do shut down Trey and Ben Simmons just clamp up and not really get into foul. Probably not Daniello Gallinari because he's kind of just slow on offense, but <laughs> that's another story. Right. It, but, but they do it, have it, other options they can get to. They do, but with 
Philly's You're not confident defense, about it. No, with Philly's defense, I'm not confident about it because they are one of the best teams defensively that I've seen. The length, the in, the level of detail to, to switches, to rotations, to help, I think that's good enough to, to if Trey Young's not on, it's just, it's the same thing with a, Katie and Kyrie when they're on. Just pack it up and go home because I don't, I don't think they're that good yet. I think they need to go through some stuff before the, and learn how to get through that before they can really absorb it. Because they're, they're playing with house money to me right now, Atlanta, because I don't think they, they, they thought, I think they thought they would be here, but nobody else did. And even I think if you ask them deep down, do you, th- do you think that you'd have a chance to go up against the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think some of the guys would be like, no, I thought we would get bounced in the second round at, at best. And they have a shot. still think the 76ers are going to take this series. What was that? You cut out. With or without Embiid, you think um the 76ers are just going to take this this series flat, straight up? I would say, yeah. I, it might take seven, but I still think that Philly is a better team. I like the defense, but it's just where does the offense generate from? I know that they uh, went towards like where's the reliable offense go to? Right, it, it, it's go where to is, really. Where, where is it um, reliable at? It's gonna be more. Yeah, it's but it's more so like Tobias Harris, and then they get some stuff with Ben Simmons initiating, and Seth Curry can can hit a three and uh, play make a bit. Uh, but you don't have that guy in the paint where it's just like you throw it to him and he can get a bucket. Um, you don't believe in Dwight Howard I, as anymore? As you said, the defense. <laughs> what happened? I see you don't believe Dwight in Dwight Howard. Howard. <laughs> Not as that guy. Um, no, I agree. But as a backup. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, before I let you go, I think that's a good place to end. Um, you really quick. You have do you have Philly in this series, no matter what. I will take uh, the Seventy Sixers in six games. All right, I, I, I think they st- get to the conference finals. They I'll, I'll agree with I'll agree with you on that. I think that's a good place to end. I mentioned your podcast at the beginning. Uh, tell people where they can find you, what you got going on uh, with Roden in the podcast and all that stuff. The Play Call podcast is available on Anchor. It's available on YouTube, where YouTube is just some clips called the Play Call podcast. Um, on Instagram, you can search up the Play Call podcast. It's all the same username. Um, TikTok, Twitter, we're all available there. So if you want much more, you know, uh, analysis of me and Jose Ronan, one of my friends here, we we can give that to you. We record every Thursday and, you know, it's it's fun. We just started it up. We're going to record this upcoming Thursday, actually. First, yeah, first pod's up. It's everything I have, would expect from you guys from just chilling in BCR and, and having those conversations to 
having you both on this podcast and just talking to you guys in general. It's, it's everything that I think that you guys are good at. And I think the sky's the limit on that. Nick, this was a great uh, opportunity to sit down and, and talk with you. We will do this again uh, as the conference finals roll into, into view. Um, and until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and, and I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Thank you again. On this side of the coin, not the fake J. Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. I promise I have some things coming on the blog side. Just stay tuned. Uh, follow the blog so you can get a, an update in your email when that goes live for the next couple of pieces. And of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with everybody who uses it. Huge thanks to Seeky for sponsoring today's episode. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. And uh, yeah, technology and technical difficulties always into the podcast, like I said at the top. But uh, we're going to keep going strong. And uh, till next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here. Peace.